welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Do you remember? Remember? Remember talking about Hardy White? Remember? Oh, we're making memories together like it's a crafting class. Like there's a place you could go on, on a date, where you sit down and they teach you how to make your own memories. You paint them, whatever you want to put on them, and then you fire them in the kiln of desire. Don't make me angry in the morning. Don't make me wash my feet at night. My song there sounds a lot like another song, I think, but I'm not exactly sure because of my terrible memory. I have a fairly good memory. I don't think it's any worse than anybody else's. Well, I'm sure it is worse and better than other people's because, oh my gosh, so many things can affect your memory. Some people come into the world with a great memory and they can memorize pi up to infinity. Uh, There's someone that starved to death reciting pie because they could just keep going. And then there's those who might have lost their memory due to some uh, brain disease or alcohol or sometimes uh, an alien implant, memory implant. I don't know if they're aliens. They could be from this world, some international scientific cabal that's putting implants in there and mining your memories, taking your memories right out of your head. Why are they mining them? Because they have found a market for people who eat memories. I call them people. There's some sort of species that are memory eaters. And so they crave that. Say, oh, the, the smell of Mima's house. Mm, that was good. Give me another one. Uh, my grandfather's woodworking shop and the sawdust and the, the, all that. Oh, keep going. And they'll, they'll take that and then they're insatiable. And finally, that all your memories have been eaten by these creatures. But the good news is, their waste. Their waste is harvested and brought back to this world and made into stories. And that's what we do. All of our stories are alien doo-doo. That's where the word story comes from in another culture, I'm sure. All of the origins of all of our words are... Somewhere, we just don't know what they are. We know how we use them. I imagine that I am probably have inherited some device that I'm using wrong. And, and say, oh, I love this punch bowl, uh, great, great, great grandfather. And he'd be like, ah, that's a bedpan. So I don't know. You know how a lot of knowledge can be lost. It's not exactly memories if it's uh, something a dead person did. So I don't really think if I'm reading... The autobiography of someone, I don't know, I'm thinking Miss Jane Pittman because that was a movie. I, I know there's other, I don't know who I'm thinking of. But if I read their autobiography, and I know that a lots have been written, I think, uh, I think Joan, uh, Joan Rivers wrote one, I'm pretty sure. They, everybody has. Everybody in show business has written one. I like the people who write uh, autobiography before some something that they're really famous for has happened. That's always fun. Say, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of. Oh, maybe a pre-Gilligan's Island Bob Denver biography. Who knows where my life will go from here? He writes in the fifties. So I, I like to. Uh, I like to explore memories like that. It, it sounds like you've had yours harvested. Well, the good thing about mine is I have a lot of them I have taken and put in. Put in that's a perfectly good word. And I have put them on magnetic tape. It's not really magnetic tape. It's digital. It, it freaks me out, though, to think that I really didn't put my memories on anything tangible. It used to be. When I was starting out putting my memories on the radio, I would all, they would sometimes be recorded on magnetic tape also. So there was a tangible thing that I could put in a machine and hear myself. So I knew that if they made a robot me, we could feed it cassettes 
for a long time are real or real tapes. And but now I don't I'm not so sure how you would get I don't know how you get digital sound into a robot. That is crazy. When I remember though, I remember uh uh from my shows. And I hope you don't. That way I can replay old things that I've written. I don't want to call them skits. You'll know why. But um, my memories, I keep basically in a sort of shoebox. And then I don't have to remember them anymore. My, my grandmother kept diaries. I mean, this is spontaneous, but I bet there's one close by. If there is, I'm ruining the pace of the show. If there's not, I mean. Uh, and I am. Oh, I have a stop button and everything. I thought I had one of my grandmother's diaries right here. I don't, and that's her. Oh, that was interesting. Thank you. Why don't you just press stop and look for it? No, that ruins the spontaneity of it. I want to look for it live. But uh, my grandmother would write down very mundane things, no thoughts or feelings. Just like, you know, I went to Wanamaker's. They didn't have what I was looking for. So I don't know. I guess that's a way of saying I was disappointed today or my life is empty. But uh, I loved the, uh, but it was very concrete, you know, so I had lots of facts in there, and I'm all about that. So don't interpret them for me. You just tell me your comings and goings, and I'll figure out what's going on. Because you interpreting it is going to be wrong, probably. I, I always think that when I'm, if somebody's writing about themselves. What happens is you tell yourself a reason you did something. I was desperate for work, so I went. In, I walked into the Lums, and I said, I'll wash dishes. Now, that's part of a narrative that you've established. You, I don't doubt that you walked into the Lums looking for work. But I don't believe you if you try to give me a reason why, or you give me a reason why they didn't hire you, or a reason why you were bad at the job, because I don't know that you really know. So all you can really say is what you did. But if you start to interpret it and you make that part of your story, you find that you may never learn what really happened because you think you know why you walked into that lums. I was desperate for work. Maybe you weren't desperate for work. Maybe you were running away from something. You were running away from your destiny. You failed to mention that you had another job offer doing something more professionally oriented but you took a, the martyr's route. You're going, no, I'd rather wash dishes at a hot dog stand. See, that might all be in there. Oh, do we know ourselves? Can we trust our own memories? I don't. I, I guess I was told at one point. But who knows now? Wisdom is something that you might need to, to update. I don't know it's a set it and forget it thing. So, oh, hardy, you're wise. I go, well, then you caught me at a good moment because I'm fixing to be not wise again. I have little, I, I always have glimpses, you know, which I think of our clear thinking or good advice or something like that. And then I go right back to being confused and uh, a big bundle of emotions and feeling as if I'm in chaos and this feeling of waking up into a different world every day is driving me insane i don't know if you feel it but i gosh i feel it profoundly that every day is absolutely different than the next one and almost unconnected i don't know what it is as things fade I swear they're reusing stuff I've forgotten. So as it fades from my memory, going, we're going to just replay that day again. I've done that with the shows. I'm just going to I'm going to play that bit again when I'm talking to Butchie. And uh, nobody's going to notice. Some people will notice. Some people won't. Some people will remember. Some people won't remember. Uh, when you want people to remember, sometimes they don't. So let's say you have a, a series of saying, you were you remember how I started the character of Don? Uh, no, no, I don't know, don't don't know that I do. So you go, oh yeah, well, and I'll tell you again. And then there's some things you don't want people to remember, and they do. Like, oh, Butchie's Church has had two different names. Okay, sorry. Uh, things like that. 
Well, I just say that I'm working in different possible worlds. But I think another thing is that we really do, all uh, futures can be based on this, the, a different past, you know, as, as uh, Vicky once told me that. And the moral of this story is it doesn't matter whether you're working with the past or not because it's, it's all just being done in a different way anyway. So you're saying the past is being done in a different way? Yeah, we're all doing the past in a different way. Huh, not me, sister. I'm doing the present. I'm making... But you need material to do that. So yeah. in order to shape the present into the future, you're using the present which uh, becomes the past just then. Yeah, it slips away from you and then all you have are memories. Just memories. Which is how... Which is how we were, most of us, put together. But the problem with that, right, the fatal flaw in that coming about is we then look to the past thinking that what's already happened is what will happen be in the same pattern of events that mm -hmm. it did. And then we build up these constructs that makes those things happen again. But it doesn't happen the same way. It happens slightly different, like all twisted and jumbled up, like it was a dream. How do I know that I'm not in a dream? Well, I mean, the difference between a dream and reality is a dream, you're only shaping your own reality, and where, whereas the reality is you're, you're shaping everyone else's dreams. Yeah, is there a, some sort of test that I could do to see if I'm in a dream? You once said flapping your arms or something, yeah. right? Okay, so flapping your arms, you, it, you definitely do take off if, if you're asleep. Yeah, I don't really fly, though, ever. I never fly. I'm very stationary. Yeah, well, we are actually flying at a great speed all the time. Hmm, guess so. On a very, very thin layer below, above a great deal of fire. Yeah. Around nothing. I didn't really choose that. Y you know why? Because there is no free will. There's no free will. Do you believe it? I don't. I, I think that um, there is that there is absolutely no free will, but be, because of that, there's completely free will. Because at any possible moment, what you are is what you'll become, which is infinite possibilities. But you just don't know which one it is, and that's where you've got no free will. And then we're loaded with the past. The past is always with us. And memories, though, fragmented, right? All jumbled up, like it's a dream. Everything is like it's a dream because memories are so imperfect. I don't remember things well. I don't know what happened in the past, but I know the past is here with me again, but not the way it really was, just some reflection, some kind of shadow, right? Am I right? Coming. Butchie? And the moral Can you hear me? Is it doesn't matter whether you're working with the past or not. Butchie, can you hear me? It's it's all just being done in a different way anyway. Can you hear me? Where am I? This is the George Leday program. Welcome. So, my guest today is Hardy White, host of Miracle Nutrition on WFMU, the incredible New Jersey Freeform Station. I'm not even going to begin to try to describe what he does, so I'll let him do that. Welcome, Hardy. I'm glad to be here, George. So, the description of your show on the station website is Southern Inspirational Data. Mm -hmm. That's pretty specific stuff. And at the same time, what the heck is that? You know, I, t I, I don't really know. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it sounded interesting. So please forgive the broad question I'm about to ask. Mm -hmm. But what is your show? What, do, what are you trying to do? Well, that, that is a broad question. And um, I think years ago I could have answered it or at least tried to. But now I don't think I can. I don't really have a philosophy anymore because, you know, stuff gets away from you. You, th you think you're doing one thing, and then the minute you put it out there, 
uh, it changes. Also, I'm not, I'm not really telling anymore. I'm mainly asking. Well, what, what changed? You know, you realize the limits of some type of communication or the limits of telling. So, for instance, I might have a dream about a, a beautiful white cow. That's so Hindu. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? And so I want to convey what it was like, this incredible experience of seeing this beautiful, uh, transcendent, radiant uh, white cow. And so maybe I want to paint a picture so I can communicate that. I can show people what it was like. So I paint a picture. I get some paints. And I paint a picture on canvas. And it ends up looking like a marshmallow with a face. <laughs> because one, I can't paint. Two, the paints are not going to do justice to it. And the third weirder thing is maybe I didn't see as clear a picture as I thought I did. Right. Maybe it was more of a feeling. So now I just go with the feeling. And mainly what I want to do is just connect with people. Right? I've tried to make it more basic. I just ask questions and try to trigger that feeling mm -hmm. that we are all sharing some great and confusing things, some experience, and that I honestly don't know what's going on. I just don't know. I don't know. I can't predict how people will react to things I say or if I want them to even. I had trouble last week reaching you. These nuts were on here again and they keep us from being able to communicate. So if you hear something, that's what it is. I'd switch, but they're back, and it, it isn't terrible. But if I could understand half the time, that'd be another thing. Hey, we're headed to Mrs. Lede's, by the way. Papa, I see you. When you go, will you please tell her that the reason I haven't been by is I'm not caught up with the show? She won't know what I'm talking about. I'll make something up. Papa, you. I smell everything in your hair. Yeah, make something up. I find it very difficult to impart information. Who knows the way things are interpreted? You know, what's an illusion? Oh, this guy's on again. I'm amused. I'm amused and also not. But I could say that for anything. Anything. Oh, Mrs. Lede, I really appreciate you doing this for me. Oh, it's no problem. You're so welcome. So, um, I want you to read uh, the lines in bold print there. Okay. All right. Let's begin. As long as I hear the lawnmower, I know the lawn's being mowed. He's mowing it. Is the fat one still mowing it? I made the same mistake. Apparently, he's not fat, but just has a big head. And yeah, can't you hear it? Hear what? Hear the lawnmower. I can't hear anything. Well, he's doing it. I hope so. And you watch the silverware. I don't trust him. That is so ironic. What? I said I'm watching the silverware. I trust you because you said you were from South Jersey. I did? Where are you from? Uh, South Jersey. What town? Uh, you probably haven't heard of it. I'm from there. Where are you from? I'm from Collingswood. I'm from southeast of there. Vineland? No, uh, southeast of there. Ocean City? No, uh, southeast of there. That's the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I don't think the town is there anymore. Anyway, I need to get back to watching this silverware. I hope that lawn's getting mowed. I don't want the neighbors thinking I don't care. Since you don't even have a lawn, I don't think they'll care. What? I said Lou is taking care of it. Who? Lou, the guy mowing your lawn. You tell him to get back to work. Get back to work! There. Did you get some pie? Yeah, thanks, I did. I appreciate you coming over and helping me out. I'd do it myself, but I'm a cripple, you know. Okay. And these neighbors, the one in the room next door is such a pill. Very low class. Don't worry about a thing, Mrs. Lede. Thank you, Mo. No problem. Hi, George. Hi, Grandma. Thank you for coming over. No problem. So what, what happened? I was sitting in the TV room and heard this big crash. And when I came out, the curtain rod and the dining room drapes had crashed to the ground. I think the brackets are still there. Can you just put them back up for me? Let me take a look at it. I don't know whether the dog pulled at it or what, but it all came crashing down. It just missed the tea cart and all my teacups. Well, 
It looks like the screw's pulled out of the wall. I'll have to maybe rehang it or plaster up those holes and redrill. Can you just hang it back up there? Yes, but I'm going to have to drill new holes. Oh, Lord. I didn't want it to be a big production. It's not a problem, uh, but it will take a minute. This house. I'm about done with it. It's one thing after another. It's, it's just too much. And I'd love to be in a place with no lawn. It can be a lot of upkeep. If I didn't have you, I don't know what I'd do. Just let me know what you need done. Oh, thank you, George. You're the best grandson. You know that. Thanks, Grammy. Can I look through your old photo album? Of course. Which one? What's the name of the movie star who went to high school with you? Oh, Michael Landon. I didn't know him. He was in the upper class. But his name back then was Eugene Orowitz. I like your high school pictures a lot, but you don't look any different. Oh, that's not true. I mean, you look like a grown-up already. My sister's pictures still look like she's a kid. Maybe it's the clothes. I don't know. Pictures of our parents and grandparents always look old to us, I think. Pictures of my grandmother are the same way. She always looked like she was old to me. Well, I like the way you look now and then. Well, you're a little flatterer. It's true, though. Well, go get the picture book. Dear Diary, Two nights in a row I had a dream where my name was different. Things were familiar, but in one, people were calling me George, and in another, they were calling me Hardy. But never by my real name. I don't know if I was dreaming, or I was someone else, or if it was some sort of past life, but it sure felt weird, and when I woke up, I didn't know who I was for a second. Dreams are weird. Time is weird. Oh, he's so wonderful. You are going to be such a blessing for the world. We come into this world with no idea what's going on. So we ask questions and begin to explore our world, becoming increasingly familiar with our surroundings. You know what you like? All of the corn cob salad, thanks. All right. Eventually, we think we have things figured out and that the whole thing can be figured out. Oh, Mo, what have you done now? Then you get a little older and you start to ask questions again. Why am I here? Who am I? They don't seem to have answers. Sometimes I'll, I'll have too many questions and I'll just have to tell myself, be quiet for a minute and listen. Get me out of this place. Where am I? Where am I? I created you. I created you. Where am I? Where am I? What is this place? I'm in the mountains or something. This is crazy. In here. Come inside my cave. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh it's very windy out there. Where am I? Ah, the question you should be asking is, where are you? Right, I just did that. Oh, I thought you said, where am I? Yes. Well, that's different from, where are you? Yes. Y you see, if I want to know where I am, I ask, where am I? And if I want to know where you are, I ask, where are you? So if you wanted to know where you were, for example, you'd say, where am I? Oh, I know where I am. Okay, where are you? Now you're catching on. I'm right here. So, what brings you to the top of my mountain? I say my mountain, but it's not really my mountain. Not yet. One more payment. I have no idea how I got here. Who does? One minute you're in your kitchen pouring a cup of coffee for a friend, and the next minute you're on the top of a mountain in Bagnac. Where? In the kitchen, pouring a cup of coffee for a friend. I mean, where did you say the mountain was? Bagnac. Uh, I don't know where that is. See, that's why these where are you, where am I questions are so overrated. I tell you and you still know nothing more. Can we just have some tea? Sure. Forgive me if I seem confused. 
all who isn't nowadays. I spend the whole day mostly confused. Nice to have someone to be confused with, frankly. How much butter do you like in your tea? Oh, uh, really? I'm going to put extra butter in since it's so cold out. It'll warm you. You know, it's not fat that makes you fat, it's carbs. Oh, this smells delicious. Drink up. Thanks. Tell me, how did you get here? Uh, I, I told you I have no idea. Right. I forget what I'm supposed to ask you. You'd think I'd have it down by now. Let's see. Where are you? You don't know. Why are you here? You have no idea. Who are you? I don't care. Let's not do the question thing. Let's just make observations. Okay. Uh, you seem like some sort of monk. You seem like some sort of monk. Are you mocking me? I thought we weren't going to do the question thing. But you just repeated my statement. I confess I got the idea from you, but I thought the same thing. Oh, I'm not a monk. Me neither. Well, you sure seem like one, sitting in a cave in the mountains, wearing a robe, drinking tea by a fire. And you seem like a monk, too. Bald head, confused, argumentative. I'm not argumentative. I'm not argumentative. You're just repeating what I say. I'm allowed to have the same thoughts. I don't have to have a different thought just because you had it first. Oh, I suppose we could be thinking the same thing. Exactly. Oh, the tea is very good. The tea is very good. Thank you for having me in. It was very cold out. Don't mention it. I think you make an observation about the cave right about now. I do? Questions! Oh, uh, nice cave. This is the point every time where things get bogged down because you can't think of anything to say that isn't a question. Every time. Every time. I have never been here before. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, yes, you have. I have not. I don't even know where I am. Bagnack. We went over this. You want more coffee? Listen, I don't know what's going on here, whether I got lost and I'm losing my mind, or whether this is a dream or that the time machine messed up, but I need to get back home. All right. I said, do you want more coffee? What? Do you want more coffee? You zoned out there for a minute. I, I did? Have you finally lost your mind? Are you okay, Hardy? I think so, sure. Yeah, I'll take more coffee. Like I was saying, they don't make glow-in-the-dark watch dials like they used to. Yeah, because they were radioactive. Yep. I just had the weirdest dream. When? Just now, I guess. I, I fell asleep or something. Fell asleep? I think more like it's some sort of brain damage. Was your dream that you were on a mountaintop and were invited into a cave by a mysterious monk with whom you drank tea? Lou, how did you know? Yeah, that wasn't a dream. Wasn't a dream? How do you know what happened? What's going on? There you go with the questions again. Can't you just wonder and experience things for like two seconds without trying to solve everything? You'll drive yourself mad. They aren't even good questions. What the heck? That's the worst question yet. So I used to have this friend, right, Roy. And we'd go to the movies together, and the whole time he'd be leaning over to me and asking, Who is that? What are they talking about? What's that place? Why is the elephant jumping off a four-story building? And I'd say, Roy, for God's sakes, just watch the movie. Be patient and observe. At the end, if you're still baffled, come up with a good question. But you're missing most of the movie because you can't stand not knowing everything for two seconds. You remind me of Roy. Oh, sorry. Just for the record, his name wasn't really Roy. I just don't want to embarrass him. I understand. There you go. Maybe because I understand people fairly well, I'll give you some suggestions. Smell the tea. Smell the air. Hmm. They both have a nice, earthy smell. I smell the fire, too. There's a sort of smoky, earthy smell. But also, uh, something almost like flowers. Oh, that might be my aftershave. Now touch the ground. Ooh, it's cool. The mat I'm sitting on is very soft. It feels like it's stuffed with straw or something, though, maybe. Now listen. I hear the wind outside and the crackle of the fire. Maybe some sort of distant hum. 
Also a kind of whistling noise every once in a while. Oh, that's my nostril, I think. I'm slightly congested. I don't know whether it's a cold or allergies or what. Same time every year. Latrobob gave me some kind of herbs to stick up in there, but I feel ridiculous with leaves hanging out of my nose, even when I'm alone. And I'm not sure they did anything. He was probably just playing a practical joke. You know, I can still smell some smells from the kitchen. I think I may still be in the kitchen. Oh, you're making progress. Party. And I think I can hear Lou's voice ever so faintly. Party. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Maybe this will be the last time we have to go through this. Hardy! What? You zoned out again. Are you on cold medication or something? I took some of that cold medicine that you take to go to sleep, and 12 hours later I find out that I'd robbed a bank, started a family, and was living in Live Oak, Florida and going by the name Josh Pringle. I keep having some kind of weird dream or hallucination. You're still having it. It's just that this part seems familiar. <coughs> and that is why the monks of the Bagnac Mountain put butter in their tea. Ah. Uh, Question. Yes? If the monks are able to create thought form entities like imaginary friends to speak with to keep them company when they're alone for long <laughs> periods of time, how is it that they have anything to talk about if the thought form entity comes from their own mind? Can my imaginary friend know something I don't know? Oh, that's a very good question, Don. And it gives me an idea for some homework. Thanks a lot, man. So tonight, go home and make a sock puppet and have a conversation with the sock puppet. And tell me if there's anything different between that and just thinking quietly to yourself. I think you may find that when you create a dialogue, even when it comes from your own mind, that there is an unexpected result. Ah, uh, question. Yes? Does it have to be a sock puppet? I have a rather nice Jerry Mahoney ventriloquist dummy that I could use. Yes, any, any puppet is fine. Any puppet fine. All right, see you all next week. You want some coffee? Please. Touche. Why did you say that? What, touche? Yeah. I just like it, and I'm trying to work it into my speech to sound witty. I think you're using it wrong, though. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to use it. It's like, oh. No, 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 it means something. It means to touch. It's an acknowledgement of hitting in fencing. You're conceding you've been bested. I did not know that. Touche. Touche, everyone. Is there any coffee? Touche, Butchie. I just made a new pot. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. What a lovely day. That it is, Captain. I've lost track of these days, lovely and otherwise, as the sameness of the sea has robbed time of its features. I wonder what year it is. What year do you think it is, sailor? I don't know, Captain. Five? Five. The year five. Just a guess, Captain. Interesting guess. Could be any year, I suppose. Well, no. There are limited possibilities. We left on this voyage in 1781. Yes, we did, sir. So my confusion was this. Is it 1781 now or 1782? Or maybe, if I truly have become hypnotized by the sea, 1783. Yes, Captain. So given those choices, what's your best guess? Well, something a bit higher than my last guess. Exactly, sailor. Uh, 82, sir? See, you're doing it again. We need a larger number than that unless we have gone flying into the past in a sort of time machine. I meant 1782, sir. I understood your explanation about why my first guess was wrong. Oh, I am sorry, sailor. I had expectations for you to fail even though I myself had taught you. Easy mistake to make, Captain. Who would stage in any broad window the cruel chance of tomorrow? 
set against a sea of light dominion cast upon the walls of terrible expectation, brought to the ever-receding bench of liquid justice and the fire of fate in painful circumstance and lawful taking of free skies and frozen families, redeemed for naught, left to wither in the shirking cowardice of last month's stale liquor and raw dogs, put forth to suffer the consequence of weak progeny, set to the four corners of the limited imagination of thieves and dullards to waste away in the pointless sun of distant seasons, craven understanding of never-seen foes and professors of crafts and feeble soil that sucks the vitality from the messengers of true virtue and the magic beings of future shops, homes, and gardens arrayed with banners of gold, blue, and near blue, the idea of blue, and the still dead eyes of every lost child and lingering hope. Too many words. Hey kid, tell me about your science fair project. I investigated the epigenetic regulation of gene expression and induced pluripotent stem cells to determine how cellular reprogramming occurs. Okay. And what's this? <laughs> hey, tell me about your project. I spray painted a turd and now I have a golden poop. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh, perfect. First prize. Yes, Lord. I need you to do me a tremendous favor. Of course. I'm going on a sort of God conference for a bit and I'll be incommunicado. So I'm asking you to monitor prayers for me for a while while I'm gone. There's nothing to it, really. Just listening. You are not permitted to respond. It's just like listening to the radio. That I can do. Well, here's the prayer monitoring equipment. Good luck. Thoughts and prayers. Okay, Lord. Why does God need headphones? So much I don't understand yet. Lord, are you there? Yes, I'm. Oop. Lord, I'm not sure you even exist. <laughs> but I've got to try everything. I wish you could at least give me a sign that you're listening. Hold for a minute, please. God, are you still here? Yes, Lou. Am I allowed to give signs? No. No signs, no words, no noises, no knocking over furniture or magic wall writing. Okay, gotcha. Are you even listening? I feel like I'm speaking into a vacuum. Is it because I suck? <laughs> it's funny, because for a second, I thought I heard a laugh. Are you laughing at me now, God? That I'm even talking this way is unusual for me, which if you existed, you'd already know. And if you already knew everything, how can there be free will? Uh, it's like Spinoza, right? How can I distinguish your voice from the usual voices in my head? The ones with both benign and malicious intent. The ones that say, you are worthless. And the ones that say, that's a stupid thing to think. Which one is you? Both? Neither? It's funny that all I have are questions when there's never answers from you, only silence. Sorry to interrupt, Lou. Oh, no problem, God. I was wondering if you wanted anything from hell. Hell. Mm, well, as always, chocolate from anywhere is nice. Hell chocolates. You've got it. And so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, what? Rockin' the beat, cowboy country slang tang, feeling the heat, bangers going bang bang, twirling the road. 
I drove a truck into a sinkhole late yesterday. I had drugs up in my bloodhounds wrinkle. Feeling the pain, staying the same. Pump through in the brain, selling propane. Oh, I got a flask in my jacket. What's this? Something in a packet. Whoa, oh, rock the beat. Cowboy with your slang tank, feeling the heat. A banger's going bang, bang. Pulling a rope, looking for dope. Bobbing for hope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pain. Cowboy with your slang tank, pain. These are the names Lamont Arrow, Sarah Arrow, Avery and Yancy Anderson. Gravis Anderson, Sabima Aftermurmur, Lake Hemi Apson, Mary Apson, Paul Apson, Jim Ravalive, Kathy Aromajet, Lee Aromajet Cap, Matt Murray Axecracker, Asama Bats, Kenley Bats, Ropajera Bats, Lanny Bath King, Hep Bannett, Lester Joe Bannett, Fern Beats, Jackie Rope Beats, Rip Bep, Danny Bestbro, Angie Upson to Billy Bill, Carrie Bill, Dr. Fanny Bobo, Ellen Bobo, Asher After Bobo, Willie Boot, Muta Burgess, Fenstray Bum, Henny Bum, Fado Westward Bum, Jay Butt, Ruth Hampton Butt, Kick Buzz, Joe Campahuda, Ken Canso, Uza Cap, Rada Ever Cathabloose, Verope Casa Opa, Reascent, Hap Davis, Jobus Davis, Kelly So Indy Davis, Mac Davis, Zazu Davis, Hasama Roberta Det, Rizola Det, Ben Dick, G. Roffer Dick, Joey Ian Dick, Roro Didiadia, Daddy Denden, Riddy Denden, Richard Dennett, Shamora Dust, Shamora Dust, Shamora Dust, Shamora Dust. Should I dust more? Uh, similar name. Oh! I do not remember the names of those who I went to school with unless they break the law and make the newspaper. Then it comes back to me in a flash. Oh, that Ricky Majestics. And then you could say, I remember. Now I remember. Remember, we were best friends. Now it's coming back to me. Now that I have to talk to the newspaper. Oh, yes. We were, I was, we were very close. What did he do again? Oh, yes, no, I didn't know him, so I don't remember. Uh, you can say that in the court, too. Go, Did you do this certain thing? I don't, I plead, the, I don't remember. Can you say that? Ignorant, I don't even remember what, I don't remember what I'm pleading. So I think you can do that, too. And then what amendment, one of the amendments. Can you recall which one? No, sir, not at this time. Um, I remember somebody during the 80s, there was some kind of hearings and somebody kept going, I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember. And it's ironic because now I can't tell you who that was. It works. Um, maybe that's how you, uh, can you prevent being remembered? I have been that uninteresting at parties where I've walked in and I think uh, I'm going to go into little gray man mode and I bet nobody will remember me at this party. It's actually pretty easy to do. Um, parties are weird. A, gr a group uh, gathering is weird. It's impossible to accurately see, perceive what's going on. It makes people really strangely myopic. You get little worlds, little bubbles within a party. You could be at the same party and say, oh, I was over there. I was the whole time I was in the kitchen talking to Dennis. Unbelievable how interesting he is. I and then you could be go. I was out by the pool because of those, <clears throat> because of that big fight, but the big drone fight. You know what the what now? So you know how that is. Everybody gets into their own world. You know who did you talk to at the party? Nobody. How, how about you? Oh, I talked to everybody. So you know it can be a two totally different experience. I am talking to you right now. I'm talking to you with an understanding of how strange and confusing this life is and how painful, how emotionally painful, how physically painful. That's what I'm finding out is, owie, what the heck? So different things happen in your body. You think, my goodness, 
This is, uh, I don't have time for philosophy right now because I'm writhing in pain. And then there's emotional pain where you go, do you have time for any physical thing? I can't do anything physical because I'm writhing in emotional pain. Fantastic. When you get that all balanced out, let me know. All right, well, I'm trying to track down some drugs now. It's very hard to live one's life. And you'll get a lot of advice for it. <clears throat> Mainly, some, mostly it's sold. So advice is like water. You can't, it's not free. Um, no, it's not like water. It's like something you don't need necessarily. You do and you don't. It can't be given. I think you can, it can be observed, right? Because a lot of people will say one thing and do another. Now, you know, in the Hamlet, not in the Hamlet, in Hamlet, the play by Edgar Allan Shakespeare, the character of Polonius is giving advice to the young Hamlet, and he sings it in the tune of an opera that's written later, and this is all the Gilligan's Island version, so forgive me, but the character of Polonius is supposed to be giving uh, tired, cliched, pointless old saws to young Hamlet. You know, don't be a, be not a lender nor a borrower. Which one should I be? Not a lender or a borrower. All right. How do I buy a good house? Uh, um, stay out of debt. Well, then I'm not buying a house. All right, well, I'm Polonius, not a realtor, TM. I don't know, friend, what I wouldn't deign to give you that advice. Instead, all I can do is recognize what you're going through, which a lot of people won't do, or they'll make you feel bad about it. That's the thing that steams me, boy, is that we all realize we're all struggling, that we have doubts and fears, and then they use, they get that knowledge, and then you use it to manipulate or hurt people. Well, I know people are fearful. If they're fearful, they'll do things that I want them to do, maybe. They'll give me things. You afraid? Yeah, a little bit. Well, why don't you pay me some money and I'll give you I'll give you magic beans. Well, what do they do? They'll give you... Shut up. They'll give you powers. So that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of using knowledge of human nature to exploit people has been around for a long time. And I don't want uh, anything except for all of you my fellow humans, to not be uh, tortured by their own thoughts and memories. Because all the, I can't do much about the physical pain and things like that, but it seems to me there are things that we do to one another that don't have to be, that we add to it all, that we add the insult to the injury and do make things worse. And things can be better. I don't know if you've been blessed to ever experience just a little bit of joy sometime from the company of other human beings that you have been around people who might be kind or patient or fun. And if you have, oh, hang on to that. Oh, because it might be rare. It is rare. Do not expect all those things. Embrace them when they do happen. And I, I try to be grateful for them. Grateful to whom? I don't know. That's another good thing, too. I, since I don't know, I just stay in a state of gratefulness. And then should I ever meet whoever's responsible, I'll have it on hand. If I don't bring it with me, if you don't bring your snake bite kit with you, it doesn't do any good. Snake bite kit doesn't do any good in the, in the side table of your house, right? You can put, they just, they say that. I don't know why I'm saying snake birth control is usually the metaphor they use. That birth control uh, device that's in their nightstand isn't doing any good. Well, I couldn't figure out what it was, so I just put it in there. Well, now you know. And the same thing uh, goes for, for other stuff. Oh, my goodness. Bless you for being with me.
bless you for bringing me into your life, for listening to me. I know that minutes ago you should have, this is clearly not my cuppa, you should have said. And that's the, ooh, that stings. That word stings. Because no one ever says, this is my, well, this is my cuppa. That goes, not my cuppa. I go, ouch. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I don't know who you are, man. I'm just saying I like your show. All right. That's all right. It's not personal. I didn't think, I didn't think it was. I totally do. But... I understand where you're coming from. That's why I'm glad I'm not an art critic or something like that. This new album uh, from the Money Paws is very disappointing. Uh, it's not as good as their first album, uh, Set Upon the Money Paws. Um, and I see where they're, they're trying to do something different, be creative, but I just don't think it works. I don't know that I could do that. And I'm sure there's a place for it. Why? Well, maybe the Money Paws are trying to get your money. And this, and this person is saying, hey, it's just, it's not worth it. Save your money, record it, let your friend buy the album and steal it from them. Right? To hell with the money pause for being inconsistent in their art making. We don't owe them anything. Right? So there you go. There's that. But I don't know if I could do that in public or say someone's performance was bad in a play. This new play is interesting, not especially the performance or, should I say, non-performance of the so-called lead, Hardy White. Hardy's delivery is like Sunday mail. I don't know. So, uh, you know, I can't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do that. Um, I don't even want to hurt people who are full of themselves. So, well, they deserve it. I don't know. I don't want to be that. Gosh, is that cowardly of me? Is it cowardly of me? It might be. I don't know, but I don't think. Well, if you just praised everything, nobody would believe you, and they, all they would do is maybe have to listen for themselves. I know, isn't that crazy? Uh, but um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's a, what's a good thing. Um, I, I have not put myself. I'm a wonderful thing about my position, and I'm not. This is what I want. This is by design. Is that there's not a real good reason uh, to hate me yet. I don't think. I guess there's not a good reason. Uh, or, to, or the show or anything. There's nothing much at stake. You know, so oh, a guy's getting away with... I'm not clearly not getting away with anything. He doesn't deserve a time slot. That, I, I'll even agree that, maybe. Nobody deserves anything. You know, just stuff happens. You find yourself in a position often. And then what do you do? And uh, I always come back to the same thing. I think if I was on the radio, if I had access to anybody at all listening for any reason, and I know a lot of times people are listening to the radio because they might be lonely or they might, uh, you know, clearly they're not engaged in conversation and listening to it. So um, I have some people's ears. Now, what do I say? What do I do? I knew I didn't want to do harm. That I wasn't going to do, I don't want to do anything that's going to make you feel fearful or angry unless I also give you the antidote. So I mean, if I was telling you a story, like even if it was a, a, a children's story, there might be little brief moments of fear and anger that we do just for fun. Ooh, what's going to happen to Mosahowitz now? Oh, he's okay. Oh, that's a relief. See, that's all right. I don't mind doing that. But I didn't want to leave you worse than I found you. I just don't. And uh, um, perhaps I'm liberated by my, my age. You do get to a certain age and you go, well, what do, what do I make of all this? <laughs> Who, who am I? I am probably, you know, not as, I'm not as great as I hoped. I'm not as bad as I feared. You know, I'm just, I'm pretty typical and ordinary. Now, does that free me? And it did for me. It freed my heart. And I became less afraid of people. And I forgot, I, I thought more about like how alike we were probably. And how some people can't let you know that. It's just, it's, 
that we can do it now because there's anonymity on the radio. So we can connect in a, a way you can be, you can open yourself up in a way that you might not feel comfortable doing in front of people. Right? So if we were, if we were, uh, 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 you know, you were in an audience, you might want to cross your arms and look at me cynically. You know, but you don't have to do that at home because nobody's watching you. So, you know, you can, you can, we're not competing or anything. There's nothing at stake. And I think that's really liberating for both of us because I can be, uh, I can be unguarded and so can you on your end. So I can be else unselfconscious about, um, m you know, my desire to, uh, to not harm or, or to confess my confusion or things like that. And uh, maybe that'll be helpful. I never know. But I'm less fearful than I was when I was young of being craving to be perceived as, as, as something, as, as being good enough, I guess. So that people would have to love and accept me because of my skills or my intellect or something like that or I was funny. I got to be funnier than this other person or I will not get the attention that I need, that I deserve, that kind of thing. And once I was comfortable being alone and I got comfortable with Hardy, then Hardy and I could hang out. And then we could be better uh, company for others. I didn't have to be funny all the time or I didn't have to be serious all the time. I didn't have to be anything consistently. And that's been the most liberating thing for me. This radio, too. I don't know. What kind of shows? It's nothing. It's nothing consistently. And then, then what? Then it's over, I guess, at some point. It wasn't anything before it, and it'll be, not, you know, it'll be over at some point. And, I, uh, and then some people remember it, and some won't. Oh, gosh. So there's really nothing but right now happening anyway. So if I feel some momentary connection to you that feels transcendent, that we have some sort of connection, that you have an idea that you didn't have before, oh, then we've done something absolutely magical. We've done some truly, like out of the ordinary, like, like there's two plus two equals five, like something else snuck in there from another world. So it's just, it's greater, I came up with this bit, greater than the sum of its parts. That's, I came up with that expression. No, I didn't. If something is greater than some of its parts, I've had that when I've worked on car engines. You go, oh, I got some leftovers. I got some leftover bolts here. <laughs> that's, that's good. So it's great. I didn't even need some of these parts, which is great. So if you can do it with less. And the screws will fall out. And then you'll go, oh, it runs without them. I found that a lot of things on cars. You go, technically, you don't need a cover on that. So that's just to keep it clean in the long run. Oh, my goodness. How we, we're nearing our end of our time together, both literally and figuratively. And I couldn't be uh, more pleased with how it went, I don't think, on my end. Because I didn't, I didn't get to see you if you didn't like it. I didn't get to see you cringe or anything. I just got to, to assume that I gave you a little joy. This is Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White on WFMU. That sounded like I, it was clipped together or something, but it's the same me. WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, 91.9 in Rockland County, in New York City, New York, and online, WFMU.org. Oh, it's so good to be with you, and I will see you again next week.